Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Okay, so welcome to the It Is Top podcast. We are up to episode 6, 24th of Kislev, leap year, and super exciting. We are finally ready to start with the text, the actual text of the Tanya, which is the teachings of the Tanya. So today's Tanya is going to actually leave us with a lot of questions. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. This happens a lot when we learn. But, you know, bear with me, bear with the text, and, you know, hopefully things will become clarified over time. And this chapter is actually, this very beginning portion is actually really, really, really essential to understanding the entire book and to really, really having a full appreciation for what it's all about. So we mentioned in some of the previous episodes, uh, I don't remember which one, maybe the first episode, that the uh, that the that that another name that the Alter Rebbe gave to the Tanya, the official title that the Alter Rebbe gave to the Tanya, other than, you know, there are a few names for the Tanya. There's the Tanya, there's Likutea Marim, a compilation of sayings. And then another term that the Alter Rebbe gave to the Tanya is the book of the Benoni, the Sefer Shil Benonim, the book of, what does a Benoni mean? The book of the intermediate man. So... That's an interesting title, the book of the intermediate man. So what what do we mean by the intermediate man or woman, obviously, you know, and um, and what does that mean? So what that means is that this book was written for the intermediate man. So in order to understand what that means, we have to understand what does what does the inter- intermediate man mean? What does that refer to? And so in the very first section of the Tanya here, we see that the Altarebbe starts to unpack this idea by bringing up five definitions of, uh, by bringing up a list of five categories of people that are listed in the Gemara. And the five categories of people that he lists here, and those of you that are studying according to the text, you might notice in in my podcast, just a little, another little disclaimer, I know I like to give those, I might kind of deviate a little bit from the order of the text just for the sake of clarity and for what I think might be a clearer way of explaining this. So I, I find personally, you know, everybody has a different style of learning. Some, some podcasts, some you know, lessons that you might learn for Tanya might be like really, really following the text really strictly. And that's definitely, you know, a very great way to to learn, you know, where it's kind of like you go line by line by line. And originally, that's actually something that I thought about doing is, is to go about it in that way. But then I thought to myself, you know what, there are a lot of other podcasts out there that 
do that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know about a lot, but there's a good number of them that do that kind of thing. I've heard a lot of, you know, typical Tanya, um, Shiram, Tanya lessons that do that. And I thought that mine might be a little bit more different where I'm going to try to give over the chapters, give over the, the lessons of the day in a little bit more of like a thematic way. And I'm definitely going to be use, using the text to the best of my ability, but um, I might not necessarily go through it in like exact sequential order the way that it's written. I'm going to kind of just go about it in a way that I think will be easier for the listener to understand and follow in a more auditory format. So that being said, <laughs> there's my disclaimer. So going back to what we're talking about. So we're talking about, you know, what is the intermediate man? What does, what do, what do we mean by that? So in today's portion, the Ultra Rebbe starts to unpack this idea by bringing up f- a list of five different types of people, five classifications of people that are outlined in the Gemara. To be specific, it's found in the tractate of Brachos, 7a. And in that tractate, there are five types of classifications of people that are listed. The first classification is what we know to be a tzaddik, a righteous person. And specifically, it's a righteous person who it is good for him, tzaddik vetovlo in Hebrew. The second classification is a tzaddik who it is bad for him, a tzaddik veralo a righteous person that it is bad for him. The third classification is a Russia. That's a wicked person, a wicked person who it is good for him, a Russia Vitovlo. The fourth classification is a Russia that it is bad for him, a Russia Viralo. And the fifth classification is a Benoni, the intermediate man who is the, you know, the, the, uh, the hero of our book. <laughs> so to understand what an intermediate man is, which is what we're trying to get at here, we have to understand all these other categories too. So it's, it, and in common understanding of, of Judaism, you might've heard these terms. Those of you that are a little bit more familiar with Judaism a little bit, or, you know, Jewish culture, especially the term tzaddik is thrown around a lot. Like, let's say if somebody does you a really big favor, you know, people will often say, oh, wow, you're such a tzaddik, you're such a tzaddikis, you know, or like, let's say you hear about some horrible person in the news or something, or like, wow, that's a real rasha. That's a real, really wicked, really, really, really wicked person. And, you know, well, it might be okay to kind of throw around these terms lightly if we mean it in a more like colloquial sense. The ultra but here in the book, he wants to really get into the nitty gritty of the of real bringing up real definitions of, of these terms in a really, really, really more particular kind of way. And by doing so, we'll see that this actually will enlighten us into who we are and our purpose in life and what, what we should be striving to do. So, he does this in today's portion by bringing up a lot of questions and making us really confused about the matter. And that's okay because it's like often in order to understand things and in order to come to fully grasping a subject, you have to really unravel it and you have to come into a state of like super confusion. So he brings up a ton of questions in this section. So what are the questions that he brings up? So, okay, so first of all, the first thing that he brings up with, this is actually how he starts off this section, is he says that when a person is born, this is again from the Gemara and Masachat Nida, uh, when a person is born, they are given an oath before they come into this world that they are asked to be a tzaddik, a righteous person, and not a Russia. But at the same time, they must always consider themselves to be a Russia. So that's 
in and of itself, that's kind of confusing. It's like, okay, so we're supposed to strive to be a tzaddik, but we should always see ourselves as a rasha. So that's kind of like, so we're just supposed to kind of have this like futile endeavor to be this thing that we can never be. Like, what's the point of that? That seems kind of counterproductive. And secondly, to make matters even more difficult, the Alter Rebbe brings up a section in Perkei Avos, chapter two, where it says that you should not view yourself as a Russia specifically. Do not see yourself as wicked. Why? Because first of all, if you see yourself as a wicked person, it will make you very sad. And it's against Torah to serve God with sadness. We're supposed to serve God with joy. And if for some reason it does not make you very sad, this is even worse because this means that you will be very frivolous in your service of God and just a frivolous person. Like if you're a wicked person and you don't care, that's pretty bad. <laughs> you know, like we should really care about our standing in life in this way. So um, so what is it talking about here? Like how exactly are we supposed to view ourselves and what should we be striving to be? And then we have this interesting term that we brought up, you know, again, when we go back to those five classifications of the incomplete and complete Sadiq, the incomplete and complete Russia. And then we have this like funny category of the intermediate person, the Benoni, which is again, the subject of our book. So what is this? So while the Ultra Rebbe brings up a, another section of the Gemara where this term is referenced. And he says that in, uh, in the Gemara, he says that the, there was a great sage named Rava who said that he considered himself to be a Benoni. And his students said that, heard that, and they said, uh, wait a second. <laughs> they said, Rava, you are such a, you know, you, you never stop talking Torah. You are a great sage. You're a fully righteous person. We never seen you do anything bad. So if you just consider yourself to be an intermediate man, which you know, seemingly is below the level of a tzaddik, where, do you, where does that leave us? You're not letting us live. You don't give us any room to live because we're nowhere near where you are. So the Ultra Rebbe brings up this question and he says, how could it be that Rava saw himself as a Benoni? And this question is especially pressing because it actually says uh, in the Gemara and Brachos, it says that it, it gives a little bit of a definition of a Benoni. It says that a Benoni is somebody who is ruled by both their evil inclination and their good inclination. So whereas a Tzadik is somebody who's ruled only by their good inclination a, and a Rasha is ruled by only by their evil inclination, a Benoni is ruled by both. So just a little bit of, you know, human psychology here, according to the Torah, we believe that uh, everybody has within them two inclinations. There's an evil inclination and there's a good inclination. And as we get further into the Tanya learning, we'll learn a lot more about these inclinations and where they originate from and what's going on and everything. But for now, just know, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen in those cartoons, like the good angel and the bad angel on your shoulders, it's kind of like that one inclination towards good, one inclination towards bad. So the Gemara says that a righteous person is somebody who's totally ruled by their good inclination and wicked person totally ruled by their evil inclination and inter intermediate man is ruled by both so again we have this huge question is this man Raba, you know who was such a torah scholar such a good person he never did anything wrong ever as far as we know how is it that he thought of himself as being a benoni it doesn't make any sense he says that again in the Gemara, it's in Baba Batra, it quotes Eov as saying, it, it cites Eov as saying Job, that's the Job from the Bible, that Job said to God, you created righteous people and you created wicked people. And this brings up another weird question about free will, because if, it's, if, if, 
if we believe that God just creates people to be righteous, creates people to be wicked, why bother? Why bother trying? You know, like why bother trying to work on ourselves at all? And we know this obviously isn't true. We know that we do have free will and we do have control over how wicked or how righteous we are. So what, again, what is going on? And so then the Al-Turba, you know, again, he he says that this definition of a Benoni, this intermediate person is really, really, really very puzzling. Why? Because usually the way like like in common understanding the way people might talk about an intermediate person like if like if you didn't really give this too much thought um and this is often how it actually is commonly understood in in more you know certain jewish circles is you think of a tzaddik as somebody who's totally righteous never sins never does anything wrong just perfect 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 person then there's a wicked person who's just totally evil you know think of like you know, people like mass murderers, you know, some, somebody really, really horrible. And then a Benoni, a Benoni is like most of us, like sort of like, you know, the average person, sometimes we're good, sometimes we're not so good. We sort of are half-half, you know, maybe some more extent, some lesser extent, but, you know, sometimes we sin, sometimes we do good things and everything. And the ultra totally rejects this. And he says, this cannot be what it is at all. Why? Because according to the, the Gemara, when a person is engaged in doing an act of evil, an, an act that's against God, even if it's something in the moment that's just, even if it's something very small and not even seemingly such a big deal, at that moment, they are considered to be a total wicked person. So in the moment that a person is sinning, in the moment that a person is engaged in doing something against God, it's not, they are not, even if they've done tons of good things in their lives, at that moment, they are considered to be fully and 100% wicked. And the Gemara is even stricter about this. And it says not only that, if a person doesn't even do something bad themselves, but they see somebody else engaging in an evil act and they have the opportunity to rebuke them and they don't rebuke them, rebuke them, that person that didn't rebuke them is considered themselves to be wicked. And not only that, you know, what high standards does the Gemara have for us is it says that even if you don't do anything wicked at all, but let's say if a person has the opportunity to do something really good and they don't do it and they neglect to do it, they have the opportunity to do to visit somebody in the hospital I don't know some some really good activity and they neglect to do it that itself classifies them as a wicked person so it's like wow okay so where does that leave anybody that kind of does sound like everybody is wicked and it also kind of makes us sounds like and obviously you know we have the idea of of tshuva of uh redemption that we can go back and rectify the past and all of that but at the moment when we're not acting as our ideal selves as we really should be the Gemara would say that we are 100% wicked so it's like so how could it be that you know what what does this mean to be an intermediate person then so it's like if we think if we are going to think of as an intermediate person as being somebody who is slightly higher than a wicked person that means that this intermediate person cannot have ever sinned ever you know which is why possibly the Benoni but possibly Rabbah that sage we were talking about maybe that's why he did think of himself as a Benoni because he knew he never sinned so he said okay I never sinned so I guess I'm not a Russia so I guess I'm a Benoni I guess I'm an intermediate person but so okay so then why do we have the definition of a, of a tzaddik what is this all about so these are you know these are some questions that come 
And just to be um, totally thorough, I think I, I might have forgotten to really get into this before, but like I mentioned, this isn't going to be totally linear. So um, if you remember in the beginning, uh, in the very beginning of today's episode, I talked about the five classifications of people that um, that the ultra gave. So it's, you know, we've been throwing around these terms, Tariq, Rasha, and Benini. So that seems like three categories, a righteous person, a wicked person, and an intermediate man. But the alt, but the, the Gemara breaks it down further into five because within Tariq and Rasha, there's two types. There's the Tariq who it is good for him and the Tariq that it's bad for him. The Rasha that it's good for him and the Rasha that it's bad for him. And the way that this is elaborated upon further in the Gemara is that the tzaddik that it is good for him is what we know to be a complete tzaddik, a tzaddik that is 100% totally complete versus a tzaddik that it is bad for him. It means that it's not a complete tzaddik. It's an incomplete tzaddik. And it's a tzaddik who the bad within him is subservient to the good, but there's still some bad within him. And a rasha, a, a rasha who it is good for him, it means an incomplete rasha. So it means a rasha within which the the good within him is subservient to the bad. So the bad rules over him, but he does have a little bit of good versus a Russia who it is bad for him. This means a total and complete wicked person, somebody who it's just, there's no good at all within him. And again, just to bring up another kind of like puzzle within all of this is that there have been some people that have interpreted this to mean that when we talk about an incomplete Sadiq, this means, you know, an incomplete Sadiq who has the bad subservient to the good within him, it means that he does sin a little bit. But, and then when we talk about, you know, an incomplete Rasha, let's say like the incomplete wicked person, this means that he does do some good at some times. But this seems to contradict the definitions that we've been because we've already said that in the moment that a person is engaging in a sinful act, God forbid, they are considered to be 100% a wicked person. And so it's like it, it doesn't make any sense that somebody who would be considered um, to be an incomplete sadiq is somebody who just like sins once in a while <laughs> because it's like that sinning once in a while doesn't really fly. It's like that moment that you're sinning once in a while, not you, but a person, they're considered to be a completely wicked person. So, and to cover all of his bases, the altar gives a little bit of a footnote about this um, where he, he quotes, he cites a section in the, in the Zohar where this comes up and where um, where there's a section that seems to imply this idea that a tzaddik that is incomplete is somebody who just engages in a little bit of sinning, not too much, but just a little bit. And that's a question that Rav Humnuna asks to Eliyahu. And Eliyahu says, no, that's not, you know, and Rav Humnuna says, maybe, you know, maybe that's like, there's 70 faces to the Torah. Maybe that's one of the ways that we can understand the Torah. And uh, Eliyahu rejects this understanding and he says that's not the case. So once again, we're left with a lot of questions here, but the main takeaway that we can take from this is that we are trying to get to the bottom of really understanding what these definitions mean of a complete and incomplete Sadiq in Russia. And in particular, our main point of interest is the intermediate man of the Benoni. What does that mean exactly? And how should we classify that? How should we consider ourselves to be? What should we strive to be? What should we think of ourselves are? And where should we go from here? <laughs> so join me tomorrow and we will delve into the subject a little bit more and I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. 
This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.